Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello and welcome to Maths Hysteria, a podcast all about Married at First Sight with me, Omar Abid, Sarah Clark, at Sarah Clark Celebrates on Instagram, and Claire Limmer Abid. Sarah's back! Yay! Hi! Hi. And I was laughing listening back to the episode because you guys thought I'd had a few drinks when I sent my voice note. <laughs> I hadn't had one singular drink, I was just sat on my own. And I was like, oh no, I sound drunk, that's my normal personality. <laughs> in Scottish accents. It occurred to me, were you doing that because of Erica, one of the new brands? Absolutely not. I was just doing oh, that because... Yeah. No. There was, just, was there a reason? I think when I leave people voice notes, I'm always like, huh? I always just do silly accents. and like, <laughs> I think Scottish isn't too offensive, especially because mine didn't even sound Scottish. <laughs> it doesn't offend anyone. <laughs> Did, just uh, leprechauns did you listen to our, our episode I did of course I did I was really excited to listen and just hear your opinions unfiltered through my interruptions <laughs> <laughs> no it was great I listened oh, as a good. true fan rather oh, than wow. a contributor do you feel we missed anything uh, no I don't think you did I think you had a really good episode just being quite analytical about it all and having a good debate between the two of you but it was interesting because it was just listening to a married couple talk about <laughs> their own favourite TV shows it had a different dynamic I think the dynamic I think was I was fucking exhausted <laughs> yeah. so Claire was trying to get my energy up with the, a bowl of Haribo's on the, yeah. on the table oh, but, these the the types of conversations married couples have laboured <laughs> <laughs> it's tough <laughs> and it's just the two of you yeah we, we, we actually missed you oh, yeah <laughs> we did music to my ears yeah. <laughs> we're not gonna we're not gonna mess around because I bet you've got a lot to say um, so without further ado let's make a start alright well since you weren't here last week mm-hmm. 
what what do you think of what's going on where do you want to start i think mm. i think fresh in my mind is maybe the intruders okay because we saw their honeymoons last night mm-hmm. and do they just get an upgrade because they were in such gorgeous they were like antigua and mauritius yeah yeah and i feel like it was interesting talking to sophie the other week because she said if you're an intruder they promise you a really amazing honeymoon do you remember her saying <laughs> yeah. that it's like a little oh, perk because i think some people okay. might be annoyed that they're an intruder and coming in later mm. anyway their honeymoons just looked stunning i am just yeah i wasn't expecting to like erica and jordan i know mm. why, why is that I, d- I don't know why I was yeah. well they were pa- they were painted to be a little bit I don't, especially her just quite picky mm. and like you know she'd been through yeah, she, all the good looking men in edinburgh and and she seemed like she wasn't going to give him a chance because she was saying like oh i felt like i took a sleeping pill at the altar yes, do you remember he could be mm. a bit taller but I found it quite almost moving last night when he made a big deal of her birthday and from her background that had, that hadn't happened before for her, yes. she'd had a bit of a difficult childhood and yeah. he, he managed to do something that he, I don't think he realised how poignant it was to her and it was, it was really quite it was sweet. sweet. It was, it was nice. nice, but he did say, and I'm not trying to take away from it, but, <laughs> no, <go on. laughs> but, but, but I'm going to, uh, that... Uh, he said, oh, you know, I've planned some things like, oh, yeah, we're going out on a boat and then we're going to have dinner later. It's like, as if you wouldn't be fucking doing that anyway. That's <laughs> what they do. That's I was wondering yeah. if it was just the producers. Yeah, but then when had he, actually planned it. <laughs> when he produced the, like, cuddly stingray, oh, yeah. there was something quite sweet about it. Also, her reaction was quite telling. I think she was really mm. moved. Anyway, I wasn't expecting much from them and... I just feel like they're very young mm. and yes. he gives me real kid vibes. There's something about his face, mm-hmm. his hairdo. I don't know. He seems like 17, not even 24, <laughs> 25, but there was something there. There was something where they were, they were really connecting on. Yeah. I'm, I'm quite so. pleased for them. I don't know. It's like, it's nice to have your expectations subverted. <laughs> I, I would say definite kid vibes in the way he pours Prosecco. Oh my God. <laughs> you were going to say that. Not even the pouring of it, the opening of the bottle as the well. Open. He was like, oh, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And he'd never popped a bottle before. Yeah. And then she was like, tilt, tilt. He's like, there's no more. Well, <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to attribute the, the title of this episode, which I've not told you to yet. I'm going to call no. it Tilt the Glass. Tilt the Glass. Because it's the second time this it's year. It's a running theme. <laughs> tilt the Glass it? sounds like it's got a philosophy behind it. Like, yeah. tilt the glass Ooh. in your life. Like, you need to lean in. Oh, interesting. <laughs> oh, wow. she's the guru on this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was pleasantly surprised with them. And then JJ and Bianca is a horror movie. Mm. Just because... (laughs) In contrast. You can see... Like, to give him credit, he's trying not to offend her. But he's still offending her in every single way. Yeah. And then... I want. I am on her side, one hundred percent. But when she's, I like you're one hundred percent. You're on her side. Well, I was going to say one hundred percent on her side until she said, "I can't imagine my life without you," and I nearly fell off my chair. Yeah, I know. It was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. She had all the goodwill after the wedding because everyone's like, "Oh, JJ seems a bit of a poser and yeah. prick, basically." Yeah. And I, because we sort of started this discussion last night, and we, we didn't carry on because we wanted to watch Ghosts. <laughs> Ghosts is back. Yeah. Have you watched it yet? No. Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, but I totally get the the position that he's in of like, and he's doing, in a way, the gentlemanly thing. He's like, I don't fancy. You. What do you want? Do you want me to like? There's a certain amount, and she wasn't. She specifically said, "I'm not asking for a kiss and all this." Mm. But anything that he does is potentially leading her on. And he he needs to feel something first, which is difficult for her. And as well as him like taking his time to get there, 
the pressure she's putting on him. Yeah. It's like, oh, I can't imagine doing this with anyone else but you now. It's yeah. like, really? Because you say you're anxious to even give him a hug. Yeah. yeah. But is she sort of overcompensating for yeah. his lack of anything, really? And I think really what she's asking for is a bit of flirting, maybe. You know, a bit of, like, banter. No, you don't like that word. No, I know. But, but something that she can kind of... Yeah, get into with him. I just think they need to flirt a bit, which he seems quite closed off to. Well, I'll tell you what I think. I think that his actions are actually sort of correct because he's not flirting and kissing somebody he doesn't feel anything towards. But I'm annoyed at his standards. Like, mm. he, she's not meeting his standards of being a Victoria's Secret model. So he's decided he doesn't fancy her, or he, he, that's his that's his reaction. Mm. So his actions are actually sort of commendable, like you were saying, because he's not leading her on, he's not giving her loads of affection where he doesn't feel it. So I do get that, and in a way, that's better than him just like you know shagging her and pretending. We, well, yeah. Well, it's definitely better than that. Definitely better than that. <laughs> in a way, but it, I'm annoyed just at his standards, yeah. and his standards seem completely off. They don't make any sense to me because he's not. He's not. Well, he's asking for a supermodel, but he's not a supermodel. He's asking. I don't understand where. Well, I'm but, surprised you're saying this because, as Claire said in our, in our episode, maybe he's just got an amazing personality. And we I would haven't have thought, seen. That. <laughs> we haven't seen that. We haven't but seen also, that. she is gorgeous, and I feel like this poor girl is now. Oh, bless her. Not only is she being dissed on television, but behind the scenes by him to camera. Yeah. But now she's coming across as needy just from wanting quite basic things. Yeah. But he's not giving the basic things because he doesn't feel anything. So it's like nobody's winning here yeah. and it's just horrible to watch. And I feel like her self-esteem is just going to be in shreds because yeah. I couldn't handle that. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't handle someone saying, you're not just not my type. He's like, you're so far removed from my type. He said, mm-hmm. you're very, very not my type. And I'm like... She's not Quasimodo. This girl is a beautiful girl. I don't understand why he's not seeing... I would like to see his ex... This isn't an excuse just for me to look at Victoria's Secret (laughs) Model. Again. Just Google Victoria's Secret Model. But it's like, how how far off is she? She's like, you know, she's got a decent figure. She's like... She's beautiful. I mean, everyone, like you say, is subjective, I guess. I think she's quite conventionally beautiful in terms of if... I mean, this isn't what we should hold people to. But if you were going to say a conventional standard of beauty is like slim clear skin big eyes she's mm. got frank like she, i think she's gorgeous i don't quite see anyway that's but that's subjective as well because yeah anyway this is a weird conversation because I, it's horrible nitpicking someone's like a, attractiveness level i think she's pretty i find it really sad the way that he's sort of written her off yeah but then the most frustrating thing sorry you're, i'm back i'm doing all the talking <laughs> the most frustrating thing is he said I, I just want someone nice who's family orientated i've been going after the wrong thing i just want someone nice we've heard yeah. that from him a couple yeah. of times he's been given someone quite nice who's family orientated seems into him and he's written her off yeah. And it's so frustrating. Well, well this is he? what I was going to say, because you've said this before, I think, it, and it bothers you when they come into the process and they say, I've tried my usual type, it hasn't worked. And then they kind of close off to whoever is at the altar. They revert back and to really, type that's straight what, away. That is what he's done. Yeah. That's what he's doing. But but has he... I mean, I realise I'm doing a lot of JJ apologising <laughs> apologizing here. Has he written her off? I mean... It, it has does to he give just us need... something if he hasn't written her off. You, you were annoyed last night when um, they were on that boat and she was saying, you know, I need, I need something, some affection, this and that. And he was saying, you know, I need to take my time and you're in danger now of making things worse, going yeah. ruining things He basically forward. just said, well, it's your fault if this doesn't work. That was basically what he said. Mm. And yeah, that did really annoy me because 
it, it felt like then she's allowed, he's allowed to say, I can't go too quickly, I can't do this. But she's not allowed to say, well, this is bothering me mm-hmm. because that would ruin the whole thing forever. <laughs> you know, that was that was not really very It's fair. very difficult though, isn't it? Because he doesn't he doesn't fancy her rightly or wrongly wrongly <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't fancy her but you can't fabricate like affection and flirting it's very difficult if it's not there to like be affectionate and tactile with someone that you don't fancy but and I'm if not... he was if he fakes that that doesn't make him a genuine like I wouldn't no, want no but I just think you know they showed him in that club oh my gosh I know that fake club it's just <laughs> fake probably club. like a producer's garage yeah <laughs> so how many times has he just flirted with someone in a club spoke to someone in a club but you know it's but like she's being not co- yeah but because she's being clear yeah but because she's been quite full on now and saying things like I can't imagine doing it with anyone else yeah I can't imagine my life without you oh my gosh I think he's now oh my word I cannot give this girl yeah an inch yeah, yeah. so I think now he's afraid to be flirty because she will obviously take it as a positive sign as she, as she would it's really hard to watch yeah. It's uncomfortable. Oh, and when no. they come back on screen, I'm like, oh, go to someone else. Yeah. <laughs> Look away. Yeah. Well, and they got caught up very much on the whole, I want a kiss when I wake up. And he was very like, well, what if I can't give you that? What if I can't yeah, promise to give you that every day? They seem to and get if I very don't give stuck you that, on If that. I don't give you that, I don't want it to be an issue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's my way the highway. She's wanting to act married. He's and she can't understand why they're not. He's like, I've been paired with someone I don't fancy. Mm. How do I get out of this? And what yeah. do I do? And his dad gave him the mafia chat, so he can't leave. <laughs> <laughs> you can never leave, son. Don't leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, anyway, I feel leave. I feel like I want to move away from those two. It just I literally just get the ick of <laughs> yeah. like the whole situation. So no rim jobs then. Rim jobs off the, off the cards. <laughs> this show, wow. this show comes at you 100 miles an hour. You're at one point you're phoning like Women's Aid to ask for advice on like coercive control. Yeah. One moment you're googling like Antigua resorts, and then the next minute someone's talking about rimming, and you're like, oh my word, I'm trying to eat my dinner. It is, and but bless them, I really respect Peggy. Right. Because I think sometimes he puts her in a bit of a tight spot. This is not a, no pun intended. <laughs> where he's like, "Oh, you've never heard of this, or you don't know what that yeah. means, and oh, you, you don't want to do this." Or and she sticks, you know, and she says, "I'm not a prude," but she has principles and she sticks by them. And she and I, unflinchingly, I, I quite respect that about her. Of course, yeah. Mm. Because I think sometimes he's. I don't think he's trying to belittle her, but sometimes with you know, if someone says, "Oh, you don't know what that," it's like being in the playground. Yeah. Oh, you don't know what a blowjob is when you're like seven and yeah. like, is it blowing? Like you <laughs> like. It's difficult when you're under that almost peer yeah, pressure. Of course, but it the, is. It's something that should work both ways. In the same way, he shouldn't be shamed for liking giving, liking to give of and course, receive rim jobs. Course, she shouldn't be if she doesn't want it. That's true. Yeah. Because, that's true because she was sort of judging him a little bit in her response because yeah. she was a bit horrified. That's true. So in the way that he shouldn't be horrified, she doesn't know. She shouldn't be horrified that he definitely does. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was just taking real glee in it. Would you prefer a tongue in your ear or your oh anus? My God, and then that. he was like, I would take the opposite. Yeah. She's like, I'm never doing that. I don't think they're perhaps a very good match in the bedroom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. becoming clearer, perhaps. I did enjoy when she said um, he couldn't wait to get his finger in the box. <laughs> And then she realised He's rubbing off on me Do you know what Jumping backwards Maybe he'd be a better match With Bianca Because I forgot to say Bianca said she's a dark horse And she's like giggling Like he doesn't know What's coming Mm. Maybe George and Bianca Are the like 
goers. J- JJ's massage was not sensual at all. It was, it was like he was washing massage. a car. Okay. It was he was afraid to scrubbing show down a work top. He was afraid yeah. to show any emotion. But yeah, George and Peggy, it was quite giggly and it was like, but imagine Charlene coming into your kitchen with a box. Like, <laughs> I don't think I'd know where to look. Bit awkward. And, and then, I remember last year it was Kwame and Keisha. Wasn't oh, it? oh yeah, and she was just leaning against the, the, the fitted wardrobe. <laughs> and so she, had, she had like the full outfits on yeah. on camera, and I was like, oh my word. Um, <laughs> they went for it, didn't they? Yeah, I think. Yeah, like you said, I think it's the case of them needing to respect each other. He's maybe more sex open. She's maybe more like establishing what she likes, and it's a certain thing. And they need to sort of meet in the middle, or at least. Maybe if they're not doing it, talk about it a little bit yes. more. And he did put mm. sex quite high up on his... Uh... <laughs> I think it was number one. <laughs> or number two after, like, money. Hers yeah. was, like, the last, wasn't it? I, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe he'll bring out a side in her that she'll enjoy. And maybe he'll bring out... Maybe she'll bring out a side in him that's a little bit more learning to wait and, like, delayed gratification mm. and getting mm. to know each other. Yeah. So maybe there's something there that... Yeah, it doesn't have yeah. to be tongue in the anus on day one. <laughs> can't take your time George <laughs> I'm really afraid that's gonna be something oh, oh we, yeah okay <laughs> other maybe more wholesome intimacy tasks Tom and Roz stare, stargazing <gasps> yeah no yeah and their hug I wanted their that, hug to be sat down because it looked quite it didn't quite, look right it was like yeah. a tripod and it was like wobbling and I was uh, like well, if you're, her, her arms were sort of under his yeah. and yeah. up like that's not a good that's not a melting in hug didn't yeah i felt like said they enjoyed it i felt like they took steps forward but i was a bit disappointed when they finished their stargazing which sounds so much like stargate slash stargazing (laughs) and i kept thinking is that the right word um when they finished their stargate um and they were she congratulated herself on getting through it yeah rather than making it about them as a couple and it was a it, it, it didn't yeah. sit quite right with it, me because she was like oh aren't you proud of me I managed that and I'm like this is supposed to bring you closer together Yeah. and I wanted them to hug after that or have a little kiss mm-hmm. and I was actually saying to, I mean I do talk to my TV I was like kiss her kiss her kiss him someone kiss him because like, it looked yeah. like they got a bit closer but then it's almost like right we've done it's a bit robotic yeah. we've done the task what's next but then after the hug they yeehawed and jumped yes. on each other's that back was and that was that was good yeah. that seemed nice bit of uh, yeah they lightness did. frivolity definitely yeah. and she said let's go off and have rampant sex and he laughed and it felt like they were connecting because that could have been a really awkward joke given that yeah. sex was an issue before yeah. but I wonder if the fact because she said before they started these tasks that it's it's always zero or a or hundred mm. it's like there's no intimacy and then suddenly they go the full it made me wonder if they've had sex again since just the way she phrased it we'll probably find out mm. on the couch but I I would suspect not mm-hmm <laughs> But because she was so like ashamed and worried, and before I, mm. I don't know. But they were comfortable with each other during yeah. those intimacy tasks. Yeah. It felt, didn't it? It felt like a step in the right direction. But like yeah. you always say, Omar, it does become a bit tiresome when they just overanalyze, overanalyze. Yes. They're in their heads. You just want them to hold hands and go for a walk along the river. Just go for a little walk, mm. holding hands. Like maybe they're not allowed out of the building. <laughs> maybe there's stricter rules. Walk up and down the stairs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fire exit. I just they just need to spend a little time doing something with the pressure off. Like the just the pressure released a little bit. So then with Nathaniel and Ella, their hug was really quite amazing. Mm. She he invited her to sit on his lap and like enveloped her in. She had quite a cute little cut-off little jumper on that was like bare back. I just thought it was the most 
affectionate slash sensual they'd ever been. Mm -hmm. But I still didn't feel like it was going to lead anywhere. Right. Yeah. Well, he said he's he's... He's 80% in now compared to the... No, he said he'd revealed 80% of himself or she'd seen 80% of his personality. Not that he was 80% in. Oh, okay. I think he said, oh, she's seen 80% of me now. Okay. Compared to zero Compared to... I think he's always asking her to do all the legwork. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's always saying to her, like, you need to show more of yourself. You need to ask more about me. But he's not meeting her in the middle necessarily. And then saying that, he was like, oh she's now seen 80% of me. But their hug was lovely. Mm. Their hug was really, really, like, intimate. Mm -hmm. Like, right, enveloped in together. They did very well at the stargazing as well, didn't they, actually? Have you tried either of those things with Johnny? Um, It seems quite tantric, doesn't it, staring at each other? (laughs) No, we do occasionally hug. (laughs) Yeah. We had this discussion last night, didn't we? Like, shall we try try the stargazing? Yeah, we were going to, but then we realised that they had put all episodes of Ghosts available (laughs) on That is the most relatable marriage priority. <laughs> so Nathaniel and Ella, that, that was a lovely hug. I just don't feel that he's in. And so it stops me having faith that this is moving in the right direction. Even yeah. though your eyes are telling you, my heart is saying something different. I don't know. You're really, hopeful still, maybe. I don't but, know if I am. Hmm. So there's no hope there. But you still think well, I don't oh, please. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'd love them to work out. I'd love them to yeah. work out. But I, and that hug was the closest we've come to yeah. seeing something intimate. They did well at the intimacy tasks. Yes. Considering that they've had these ups and downs and quite a lot of arguments and stuff like that. Yeah. They did very well at the intimacy tasks. But is that going to actually then go somewhere or not? We're skeptical about that, I guess, yeah, aren't we? Yeah, skeptical. Skeptical. We saw Luke with one arm tied behind his back trying to make tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Jake's that's impressed by that. That's yeah, one of those things where it could go one of two ways. Like if it was his idea, she could have found that offensive. But clearly they came to the idea together and she found it really sweet, which mm-hmm. was nice. Yeah. And I love, I love, I love them. I love that he's all in. I love that they're so sweet and normal together. When we come to them as a couple, I sort of like sit back and just enjoy it because it feels like... Mm. There's not too much drama. It's just how, too... how did you feel about his, uh, his take on Laura? I know, I thought you might ask me about that. He's not a perfect guy. Like, that wasn't great because I actually really like Laura mm-hmm. and I think she advocated for herself really well being like, that's lazy to just call a woman a gold digger. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't 19... 19- I think you said this isn't 1980. <laughs> um, so I do like Laura. I think she came across better in that scenario. He didn't apologise where he should have like taking his relationship with Jay as like its own thing I think that's going really well but there's elements of Luke where I think he didn't act in a great way no in the group scenario yeah all it, all it needed was to go that was my first impression I've changed it since then so I'm, I'm sorry I said that stuff but um, he doesn't he doesn't apologise because he hasn't changed his yeah. opinion yeah yeah there's obviously stuff that goes on behind the scenes that we don't see but Laura I'm warming to her more and more and more mm-hmm. and she seems like she's especially when we come on to talk about how she talks to Shona and advocates for her Mm. so I feel like I really like Laura it was uncomfortable seeing the Laura Luke situation especially because Laura was on the sofa on her own without um and at the dinner party on her own as well yeah Arthur he popped back up for about 10 seconds (laughs) did we see any more of them no No, we didn't we didn't see their intimacy week did we just him with some flowers probably can't go anywhere near if he's that ill he he was shuffled in (laughs) with a bouquet of flowers (laughs) on his IV drip (laughs) (laughs) no Luke and Jay seems just 
like, I would have actually liked to see more from their intimacy week, but maybe we'll see more tonight because we haven't seen from Terence and Portia. We haven't seen mm, from yeah. Paul and Tasha. I, think I feel like it's a dinner party tonight, isn't it? It looks like a dinner party, <laughs> yeah. So maybe we're going to uh, see the other couple's intimacy stuff later in the later in the week. Or maybe they just didn't give any dirt. Maybe it just wasn't interesting <laughs> yeah. enough. You feel like it would be. Yeah. Especially Terence and Portia, I guess. Because yeah, they've had their... Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, was, he, was your mind completely blown I, I was going to say something about spooning needs to be part of their intimacy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lazy dad joke. Um, yeah, Arthur emerging with the flowers was cute. Luke taking on that, you know, arm behind his back. It clearly meant something to Jay, mm-hmm. which is really sweet. And he obviously it was quite sweet how he was like oh, I've got to use my teeth she's like yeah that's what I do and they, they were really bonding over that weren't they and him understanding where she's coming from yeah so Sarah obviously you weren't here for the beginnings of all the drama with Brad and Shona you've already alluded to Shona going to visit visit Laura What's your take on, on the Brad Shona situation? I think you... I'll, al- I'll allow you to speak. Oh, thanks, darling. Oh, <laughs> oh I thought you did that. Um, and there's me going, oh, thank you so much <laughs> for the patriarchy. Um, I uh, really liked what you said about he weaponizes wellness. He weaponizes... Are you his, very proud of that? He weaponizes <laughs> his quote-unquote intelligence. He weaponizes his spirituality. He weaponizes his masculinity. He weaponizes everything at his fingertips. But he doesn't... He really doesn't realise he's doing it because going back to a previous episode where Mel said, um, you're, you're, you're allowing her. He's like, yeah, yeah, 100%. I am allowing her. Yeah, he I didn't, want to. He thought he was being commended mm. on allowing her to do something when he was actually being pulled up on using that language. Yes. He is so far behind where he thinks he is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's so maddening to watch. So if his, I... His counter to that would be that you are not as far along in your spiritual journey. But he weaponizes his journey. And I don't think he's as far along as he thinks he is. Clearly not. Yeah. Like you, what you said on the previous episode was brilliant about um, that is not being enlightened. That is yeah. not meditation. That is not, you know, not being allowed to express your anger, your hurt, your love, whatever. You're, that is yeah. not being enlightened. Yeah. These feelings are normal. These emotions are normal. And the idea I thought would be to notice them. And go with them and, yeah, learn from them. Yes. Celebrate them. But yeah. During um, during the pandemic, I, like many other people, downloaded Headspace and did their free trial. <laughs> <laughs> and literally the first, like, trial med- three-minute meditation thing is, like, you're meant to be aware. You're not meant to... Mm. You're meant to acknowledge what's going on. Not just bury. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then just let it, let it move past yeah. its... It's awareness without judgment. Yeah. And he is using it to judge other people mm-hmm. so there are many many red flags that he displays and which we all have noticed and in a way i'm grateful for this program so to reveal a tiny bit about myself i was in a coercive like abusive relationship for five years when i was like 19 to 24 and i didn't know anything was wrong because i hadn't been taught to watch out for these red flags so one thing that's great about maths even though it's really upsetting to watch, is I think Gen Z, everyone beneath our age, is so much more aware of all this terminology of like, look out for the red flags and like financial abuse, emotional abuse, coercive control, gaslighting. It's Mm. things that we now have in our vernacular, which I am grateful for. And I think 
you don't want to see Shona get hurt, but it's really interesting to see Brad's behavior be called out by the whole group. Everyone recognizes it's wrong because the problem is it's often shrouded in like, has he actually done anything wrong? You know, when mm-hmm. someone's not, this is going to sound horrible, but when someone's not hitting you, you can excuse everything else because it's not physical mm. abuse. And so for me, that's the problem I had where I didn't really see what was happening. And it's like boiling a frog. You get in the warm water and it gets hotter and hotter and you don't realize you're being boiled. So I actually cried last night watching it because him distancing herself from her friends and herself, and it's so horrible to watch mm-hmm. it happen. So I do take it very seriously, but at the same time, I'm just like, what a knob. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. it's, and he does weaponize everything at his fingertips. Well, he, something last night that he said when she said, you know, I want to feel, I want to feel safe with you. And he said, that's another insecurity that you have to deal Again. with. Yeah. That's another insecurity feels. Again, it brought up feeling. It brought up feelings for me where when you're with your friends or on your own, you can see, you can potentially see what what's happening. But when you're back with the person, mm. they take on that superiority and they manage to diminish every sort of worry yeah. you have. So he with Shona, every time she's like, but he has an answer for everything. Yeah, yeah. and he really believes in his own superiority. And oh, he, he does. Keep, and not only that, but he calls it out himself. He's like, well, I'm further along. I'm further along, and. Oh, I really feel for her. But at the same time, you can see how in his head he can't see he's done anything wrong yeah. because he hasn't, like, locked her in the house. He hasn't, you know, yeah. taken away her phone. He has, But that, this is the path to that. The red flags yeah. now of distancing herself from her friends. I was worried when she came back from seeing the girls, he would say something like, oh, but now they're just in your head. They don't respect our relationship. Yeah. Right. So anytime my ex had criticism from my friends or family, he would say, they don't respect our relationship. And that would, it was mm. like, that was the end card of like, so don't bring that up because it's not respect. It was almost like a trump card that you can't argue against. And I feel like Brad has that where he has all these trump cards of spirituality exactly. or superiority where yeah. Shona gets shut down every single time. Yeah. Yeah, and you, exactly. see her, you see her flailing for yeah. an answer but not finding well, one. Well, his, his ultimate trump card is the universe, which is how do you argue it? <laughs> oh he says, if, if I feel there's any kind of friction with any of my partners, I just say, oh, it's not meant to be. The universe has decided yeah. it's not meant to be and I walk, I walk away. So you don't do any self-reflection? So he's never like, accountable, yeah. Exactly. It's, it's yeah. not meant to be. It's the universe's fault, i.e. his code. the universe is code for you have insecurities you need to deal with. It's never him that needs to adjust. He has all these get-out-of-jail cards. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... He's almost laughable when he talks about the universe and stuff like that. He because doesn't know it what is, the fuck he's talking it's about. It's so ridiculous. So somebody um, I was talking to the other day said he reminds them a little bit of Russell Brand when someone's overcome addiction and they have an inflated sense of self of like, I have achieved this, I found my spiritual self. It's almost like he does that thing of like, I'm better than you because I'm at this place that I've reached. And they were like, there's a bit of that Russell Brand like grandstanding. I've overcome so much more than you. He's literally said, and we we mentioned this in the last episode, that she'd never dealt with any hardship. She had bulimia. Exactly. (laughs) But also she doesn't have any responsibilities. So there's another (laughs) thing that he's superior. Just because she has a house and a dog and a job. Also in terms of hardship... We don't know other things that she might have gone through. You don't reveal everything to the TV crew. And to say someone hasn't been through any hardship, he's just condescending at every single turn. But the red flags are getting bigger. And it's quite troubling to watch. Yeah, it is. And Laura was great. Laura was like, if you allow this behavior, it will continue. And that's 
that's the thing yeah. that needs to be said well, as I think a if you allow this behavior it'll get worse yeah it's not just sorry that it will it'll continue get, yeah, she did say that didn't yeah. she it will continue but actually it'll it's not worse. just that it will continue it will escalate 100%. to a point where she very much is isolated and you know maybe very much does feel more stuck than she is now and it's only been a couple of weeks it's been like three three weeks yeah. to see it happen at this escalated level yeah is just like yeah. mad this is probably a good point to say that a few people similar to situation with Nathaniel and Ella have sent us some information uh, I've deliberately not looked at yeah but there is a spoiler in the heading yeah yeah I didn't open it yeah there's talk about Brad's future and stuff but we'll see what happens we'll just exactly. have to watch yeah. it unfold yeah um, but I do think I want to believe the show takes this sort of like coercive control seriously and we'll just have to see how it's dealt with and what happens but I thought Mel was great at, yeah. on the couches <laughs> last week and it just went over his head he's not as clever as he thinks he is and no. it's just there's a uh, I said to Claire there's a sporting term all the gear no idea yeah <laughs> <laughs> like it was all this he's got added ass predators but he's a fucking awful footballer you yeah. know like yeah he that's... knows the key words doesn't he yeah and he knows how to deliver those in a way that people kind of he's got he's got put him on a pedestal yeah. a little bit like Quiet. he must know what he's talking about he's got hindi tattoos yes yeah. but you know she used the word jesus savior all these yeah, things were being yeah. used around him and it was absolutely mad the positive was the friends were rallying around her and it was and the language is being used of like yeah. people aren't sweeping it under the carpet and that for me if we go back to when i was 19 i didn't have a clue and it's just i think i find it almost encouraging to see that this behavior has been called out yeah. more and more and more yeah and Laura said that, didn't she? He is just a man, you know. I know. He is just a person. <laughs> so they're all picking up on that she, as well. Her, I wrote down her exact words. Brad's not some higher being. Yeah. <laughs> that was really good, yeah. Yeah. So stay tuned for our interview with author and therapist Tasha Bailey. Uh, we're going to be talking about the various relationship issues that have come up so far in maths. Uh, and we'll talk to you again on Friday. Um, you can always follow us at Maths Hysteria on Twitter for live tweeting and on Instagram for other maths content. Uh, so until then, goodbye from me, Omar Abid. Goodbye from me, Sarah Clark. Goodbye from me, Claire Limor Abid. And just have a think, would you prefer a tongue in your ear or your ear? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
Welcome back, everybody. And we're joined now by therapist and author of Real Talk, Lessons from Therapy and Healing and Self-Love, Tasha Bailey. And maths fan. And maths fan. Hi. Hi. Great to see you. Good to see you both as well. So what are your, what are your um, maths credentials then? Oh. Oh, um... <sighs> So, so actually, I joined the maths crew probably in the last like year or so, but it's been like binging it. So I've watched um the last this season and the last season of the UK one. My favorite is actually the Australian maths, right? Like really, I don't know. It's just there's so much drama. Um, <laughs> so I went through a phase of like googling what are the best seasons of maths to watch, and I watched some of those. Um, and I watched one of one season of the American one, but I'm not so much a fan. It's a different structure, so I don't, I don't couldn't quite like acclimatize to the. Yeah, so it, nobody's really seen that one. Yeah, nobody's really into the American one. So which were the which were the series which were recommended to you? Was it was it Australia series six? Cyrell. Cyrell, Cyrell, who's Cyrell again? Cyclone Cyrell and um Yes. Right. <laughs> I love that season. That and I think the one movie. after the one after that, which was the one with like um there was like an affair and they were like going to the gym at like seven o'clock in the morning. Oh and- yes, yes, yes. That was um that <laughs> Carolina? was Carolina. Carolina. Yes. Well, you've done well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just for um for the listener, we actually just had a discussion off air how it's really difficult to remember anyone's names, but we've done I think we've done quite well. Yeah, we've done all right, yeah. <laughs> it's not even the series we're going to be talking about. <laughs> yeah. And you actually we saw on your Instagram that um you went to a, a maths event the other night. Yeah, I went last week. I can't remember what day, but it was a maths event at the location where they have the commitment ceremonies and the um the dinner parties oh wow it was yeah it was really really cool and um Charlene was there the expert and also Shanita and Adrian from last year were there um so there was like drinks and food and like little activities and stuff like um people were trying on wedding dresses and wedding rings (laughs) um there was like a 360 camera there was like a confessions booth was it a confessions booth or a prediction booth? Um, and then they had like a talk where like um, Shinita, Charlene and Adrian were just answering questions from the audience. Mm-hmm. And they actually showed us probably like 15 minutes of an episode, which I think is tonight's episode. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah, Ooh. which is really, it's a lot happening. <laughs> <laughs> it looks it looks dramatic from just um, from the little from what we teaser see. trailer. We seen we went to the launch event last year and we met Charlene and she's lovely. It's amazing woman, but I am always terrified, especially after seeing Intimacy Week, that she's just going to start bringing out boxes of things. <laughs> <laughs> like here's some handcuffs. Like try them out. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there anything you can share from that event? Any insider gossip? Any Things we don't get to find out. Um, so I found it really interesting. They asked each person who who their favourite couple is. Mm-hmm. And Adrian said, and I've got to go to my little booklet to remember everyone's names. Um, Adrian actually said Thomas and... Roz. Was a, Roz is yeah. his favourite couple because apparently they like grow over time. Oh, that's okay. interesting. Yeah. I think we're maybe starting to see the beginnings. Yeah. beginnings of that well maybe we should start start with them okay because oh, i was going to ask given your given your expertise i think what we're going to try and do is sort of talk about the various issues that have that have come up 
in the different relationships. Their issue has been that they just didn't fancy each other at the yeah. at the beginning, and then they rushed it and had sex and, and, and didn't feel anything. Yeah, and then a lot of overthinking, mm. perhaps some pressure. Especially, yeah. I think Roz felt under pressure to decide. That kind of we had a discussion about. I don't know. I don't know. And she was kind of saying that because I think she felt the pressure to decide whether she liked him or not. Yeah. I think like one thing that's really important in relationships is to feel safe and to feel like this kind of, I guess like this initial feeling of safety. Like I could feel like I can relax in this, this connection with somebody, but I think because they've both had quite traumatic relationship experiences, they find it really hard to just be safe with each other. And so then the overthinking happens and then the, doing things quite rashly rather than actually just letting, you know, trusting that time and and things will kind of grow over time. But I hope, yeah, it looks like things are shifting a little bit. I think they both have a lot of insecurities and they're probably like rubbing against each other in that way as well. Mm. Yeah, they haven't had a lot of like flow, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, they haven't seemed to be very spontaneous with each other, relaxed with each other. Yeah. yeah. How do you stop yourself overthinking? Is there a is there a way to <laughs> I think um one thing that they, they do a lot of, which I think we all do, but in this pressure cooker situation everyone does, is they're comparing what they have with what other people have. Um there was that really painful moment, was it a dinner party last week? where um Nathaniel was talking about love and how he wants to be in love and and Roz was there and um Thomas was there and I could just I just really felt for Thomas and also for Ella of just like oh okay so that's the goalpost but we're nowhere near there like it just is a, this huge pressure and like then this is them feeling like I'm not good enough or I don't have enough to meet you in that place so I think there's something about trying to like I know it's really hard but trying to like distance a little bit from having high ex- certain expectations we need to have like certain ingredients in our relationships of what we want in our relationship. We want to feel safe. We want to feel loved. What to look for, take, taken care of. But don't compare your journey with somebody else's because that's when you're going to be trapped in this kind of overthinking. We're not there yet. We're not there yet situation. Um, and it's yeah, it's, it's hard on both sides. You know, if you're the couple that's been idolized, it's hard to be idolized. And if you're the couple that's not not there, it's hard to then feel like you're not failing. You're failing or or something. Mm, yeah and in that situation with the dinner parties and living together in that same like apartment building or whatever and you've started the process at the exact same time the comparison must come so easily because there's so many you're on the same journey in a lot of ways but it's very different in a lot of other ways yeah Yeah, when when you when you sat there and you're looking looking across the table at Paul and Tasha (laughs) how do you feel like yeah yeah. Just make, make you feel a bit sick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then you have like in the first week, because it's Shona, Shona and Brad, and they're just oh. like oozing with all this like sexual chemistry. It's just like, oh, scare room, please. Yeah. <laughs> but also saying they were in love as well. What was your yeah. take on that? Being them saying they were in love so early. It was kind of or something, wasn't it? There's so much love bombing, and it was you could see, I felt uncomfortable watching it. I could see all the other couples feeling really uncomfortable watching it. And there is something of like, they're kind of latching onto each other quite quickly. And I can understand why, 
there's certain similarities like even when I first saw them I was like oh my god they're a perfect couple they're both like on this spiritual journey and um they kind of almost like look alike as well like that's know something quite similar and like how they dress or how they present but then it was just like this overwhelm of yeah we're in love and I always find it interesting how people talk about love and how they say I love like I love you and they said it in a very kind of oh yeah I love you I love you it's like very flippant it was very like um it was almost like too casual mm. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's the thing but I feel like when you're saying I love you for the first time or for the first couple of weeks, it's kind of got this tenderness and this softness or maybe even a bit of a shyness about it. And there was none of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it did feel very much kind of for show, whether it's for show to the other couples or um, for show for themselves to prove yeah. like I am lovable, like mm-hmm. I am lovable. I love this person. This is perfect. This is, you know, this perfect experience when actually now we're seeing that there's a lot more cracks happening. Absolutely. Yeah. I, just to go back to something um, you said at the beginning of that answer, because love bombing is a relatively new term to me. I think I've kind of got a grasp on what it is for, from the context in which people have used it. But what is it just for the people who don't don't know? So love bombing can happen in a relationship or someone you're dating or even in a friendship or with a family member. And it's when you've met someone um, that are quite new and suddenly they're kind of overwhelming overwhelming you with a lot of love and affection and affirmation. So they might say, oh my God, I love that about you. And I love this about you. And oh my God, you're so amazing. Let's spend loads of time together. And they're, you know, they're giving you all of their love in, in one moment. But I think what then happens is eventually they withdraw. And so it feels really painful because you've, you felt all of their love and then suddenly it's all taken away. Um, so yeah, I've had it happen to me with friends where I've met somebody, a friend, and they've told me they love me. They told me that they want to spend so much time with me. I'm amazing. Let's go for coffee. Let's do this. Da, da, da. And then a month later, they're ghosting me. Um, so it, it can happen in many situations, but it's a very, um, to receive that, it's very, it's very confusing and it can make you feel so special, so needed, so loved, so taken care of. And then to lose that, you feel really rejected and you feel like you're not good enough. Um, And I think what we're seeing with Shona and Brad is that there was all this love bombing and then now the criticism's coming in where it's almost like she's not good enough. You know, he's, he's, it feels like he's had this amazing healed journey and he's trying to teach her how to be as healed as he is, which as a therapist, (laughs) no one is fully healed ever in their lifetime. Like, I I just don't believe that. We've not really spoken. You don't know me so well. (laughs) (laughs) We are sorry to interrupt it, but we just actually said the, the same thing on the first part of the episode. Any issue that comes up, it's because... Shona's not as far along in her journey as he is, you know, it's absolute bollocks. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. Do you have a, any other kind of take on Shona and Brad? Because I suppose I was thinking about, we've seen the love bombing, but we've seen other things as well between them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what what can viewers sort of learn from that, I guess? And also, where do you think this might go yeah I think that his use of language is really interesting like this whole um 
allow her, let her. And it's interesting because he has no awareness of it, which is, again, if you were as far off in your healing journey as you are, you'd be more reflective and more aware of the language that you're using, which he isn't. Um, and yeah, there's this like weird dynamic where it feels like parent and child that, but I also feel like with Shona, she does that with a lot of people. So in yesterday's episode, she was met the girls and they're like, we feel like you're losing yourself, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I totally agree. I'm going to go and speak to him, blah, blah, blah. And she goes to speak to him and then it feels like he's telling her off again. And then she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, it was just a really confusing e- episode, actually. I don't know if it was like the editing was a bit off, but I, they 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 got nowhere of the conversation. And I feel like they're, they because they've been so focused on the intimacy, intimacy and being in love, they haven't actually created the foundations of like communication and honesty and transparency with each other. Like that whole thing where they agreed that they wouldn't tell the group about their relationship which I think is a bit of a red flag anyway in this situation because the whole point is that you're learning together mm. but you've agreed to do this thing of not sharing it and then you've gone out and you've shared intimate sexual deta- details about your relationship um it's just very how does someone feel safe and feel trust in that relationship when things could be you know, change at any point and he gets to choose when the rules change in their relationship. So it feels like she doesn't have much autonomy uh, in that relationship. Yeah. And she said that, didn't she, in last night's episode, I just don't feel safe. Yeah. He said something like, have I ever used those words? Or, you know, what, Mm. what have I said that hasn't made you feel safe? I haven't done that. And he he hasn't heard how she's feeling and he hasn't, thought of more than just his words he doesn't quite think about what is he saying and how can that be received received by someone it's kind of like there's no um accountability of his actions or yeah he's putting out there yeah what are my actions communicating to her he's he's not reflecting on that either maybe he feels he doesn't need to because you know his journey is complete seemingly (laughs) yeah (laughs) and it was interesting because she ended the conversation by saying oh maybe I am emotionally immature Immature, yeah. and that's the words that he said to her a week ago a couple of weeks ago and she's now in started to believe it and started to take it in as her own rather than to question actually maybe he's not emotionally immature but emotionally immature yeah maybe it's both of you you know it's it's there's many possibilities Mm. you mentioned Shona being the the kind of person who is repeating the same pattern that she has before Mm. of just going going on full steam with things Whereas someone like Tasha has protected herself a little bit, despite the fact it's going amazingly well with Paul, she's done, in my opinion, the, the clever thing of like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna rush things because mm-hmm. I know how things have happened happened before. It was interesting at the dinner party; she totally clocked Brad. You just mm-hmm. see her watching him, knowing exactly what he was what he was doing. But how easy is it to break those kind of patterns that Shona's, Shona's just repeating? Tasha's managed, seemingly managed to break the pattern that she was in. But that must be extraordinarily mm-hmm. difficult. Mm-hmm. I think part of it is it's there's breaking the pattern, but then you're also in the same situation of I don't know. There's this person is particularly triggering her to not to not break her pattern if that makes sense. You know, she right, sees okay. him as like this. I don't know. I imagine she sees him as like this god of like god of love and i don't know i think i think one thing that is 
probably a detriment to her. And I'm hoping she's starting to lean into it more now is that she was spending so much time with just him. So she never then got another perspective or someone to just like do a bit of a reality check of what's actually happening. And even though it started to happen now, it's, she's still only just like starting to trust what other people are starting to say. Um, so I hope she kind of leans more into other people other than just bad, but uh, his, her friendships and also having alone time because it's kind of like when you're meshed with somebody, it can be really hard to remember who you are and what you stand for and what your values are and what your worth is. Um, so I hope she kind of has some alone time or they have some tasks that can kind of help to center her experience because right now it's really centered on him mm-hmm. and what he needs in the relationship. It's good that she's had some time with Laura and things because last dinner party, she was sat with the girls mingling before the, din- the food that they ate saying, oh, we've not had any girls' time and this and that. And they were like, yeah, yeah, let's spend time together. Literally a minute later, she was going, oh, I want to go back and sit with Brad. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Very isolating. Yeah. It's like he's her attachment figure. Like, so we when we're, when we're kids, we all have, you know, our parent, our, one of our parents is, or both our parents is our attachment figure. So when we are in the playground and we're playing with loads of kids, if we fall down or if we suddenly feel unsafe or if we feel like, oh, I want a cuddle, we will go around to our parent and stick by them. And it's almost like he is that version. He is that for her. So they're in the playground of the, the dinner party and she's like, no, I need to latch on to my, my parent, my Brad. Um, when actually, you know, she's an adult. It's, it's, we all have attachment fingers, but she could have many different attachment figures in that room. The, the girls could be an attachment figure as well. And she could feel safe with them. But for something about, she feels safe when she's, she feels, she feels unsafe when she's with him, but she feels, she feels unsafe when she's away from him. It's really interesting. Yeah. How do you feel about George? Oh, George. <laughs> <laughs> he's winning me. He's winning me over. I quite like him. George. I've never been a fan. I think it's like his initial quite inappropriate comments at the start of like I don't know yeah it was giving a bit of misogyny vibes and it was really hard to warm to him but also I've seen the clip from tonight and I know he's at the center of a lot of the things right okay so there's a lot of like getting involved in places that he shouldn't get involved in um lots of provoking and you saw the clip where he's like speaking in French yes yeah this is a lot of kind of yeah Yeah. very patronizing stuff happening yeah, we're curious to see that because Claire said that she thought he's doing that just to give the impression that he's really annoyed, but he's actually not annoyed. Like, what's the point of speaking in French? It's like, oh, I'm so annoyed that I've gone yeah, into it's my... coming out in French. Yeah, yeah. but it just seemed... I'd... We'll have to see the full episode, but it seemed a bit yeah. false. Yeah. I think it's a power play. I think it's like... Because the argument is with Portia, and Portia is, you know, quite protective, and she's... You know, she's not going to take any any shit. She's she's going to stand her ground, and so I think he didn't know what how else to get one above her other than to cuss her out in French, which he knows he knows that she will understand, but it's going to be have the same effect of like you know piercing her. Yeah, just like in his vows, right? He started off his vows in French, and I yeah. wasn't a fan of that because I I felt it was that I know you're not going to understand this, so it it. I felt it sort of he was trying to get a one-up position to start with. So I know something way more than you do. You're going to feel like you don't know and kind of, you know, look up to me in that way. So, yeah, he did that at the beginning of his vows, which I didn't sit so well. 
with me. He did it, and it was romantic, but you know. Because it's funny that he did it, but he he did it, but he didn't then translate it. Yeah, yeah. It's very strange. Yeah, it seemed like the obvious thing to then to then translate it. (laughs) But yeah, it does it does sort of play into Peggy's idea that she certainly had at the beginning of a Disney Disney prince who's you know uh, Mister Wright who's told Art handsome all this sort of stuff that she'd all like quite cliched image that she had of her of her future husband mm. their their values seem seem slightly misaligned if values is the right the right word but saying that so so i'm married and we and my husband watch maths so after that episode with the values we actually did it as well <laughs> and it was a mess <laughs> so, <laughs> so i now have a new appreciation for like the differences but yeah those are key things like was it children and sex that were just in completely different places yes um and it feels like there's a there's a real difference in how they both view sex as well in the kind of yesterday's episode like it feels like there's a lot of tentativeness for peggy whereas for him it's a real priority for him so i don't know yeah that's gonna be interesting for them to navigate yeah. Well, I think from what we've seen so far, we feel like George has just been going along with everything Peggy says. If she says, I want kids, he's gone, oh, well, you know, now I think about yeah. it again. I kind of want kids. That's, yeah. that's surely dangerous, isn't it, in the long long term? Yeah, it's like, what do you want, dude? Like, what is, <laughs> <laughs> what is your, what is actually, what is your boundaries as well? Because then she could then end up leading the whole relationship mm. without much input from him. Yeah. He's just going along with it. And I don't think she really wants that because mm. she kind of picked up on that in um, the last commitment ceremony on the couch. She was the one that sort of said, I feel like sometimes he just changes his mind too quickly. She was a bit skeptical about it. Yeah. So I don't think she really wants someone who's just going to default to her all the time and not say what they do really want. I think she wants that kind of authenticity from him. Yeah, because again, how can you feel safe with somebody who just says yes to everything that you agree with? Yeah. I could I could say, let's go bungee jump. And you're like, yeah, sure, let's do it. <laughs> like, Who's going to be the person that's going to put in the boundaries here? Yeah. D- have you tried any of the, the other tasks? Have you tried stargazing with your husband? We have done it once, like ages ago, because <laughs> we saw it in a movie. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we saw it in this really cute movie and was like, okay, let's do it. And it was kind of awkward at first but then it was kind of like oh like your eyes are actually like more brown than I thought they were it was just it was really interesting <laughs> have you done it have you done anything we no. talked about doing it last night we didn't talked we? about doing it last night and then we, we bottled it <laughs> <laughs> like no that'll be awkward let's not do it'll it. be too even just talking <laughs> about doing it you were really giggling, yeah, I was giggling. <laughs> let's have a cup of tea instead <laughs> Yeah, we thought about well, we do we do that. We hug, yeah. So that was that was all right. But we should do the staircasing just for for the purposes of content. (laughs) (laughs) Have we were do yes week? I think that would be great (laughs) to have. Like maybe that's what George needs. He needs to be the one that does the asking, and then I don't know who. Yeah, because he's already saying yes to everything. But maybe it should be the other way around that Mm. Peggy has to say yes. Right. So yeah, yes, we. I would worry one. that he would take that to too much of an extreme. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> given yeah. last night's episode, <laughs> and it's that's interesting you said that because because I thought this this the, that Peggy doesn't trust him because she kept saying um, when they had the box of toys, 
I think she says, I can't remember how she worded it, but she's like, I'm a bit worried that he's going to just... Ah, know, right, yeah. yeah I, know it, I, I can't yeah. remember the wording either, but I know what you mean, yeah, that he's going to suddenly go, like, too too far, which he does have a propensity to do, certainly in what he, what he says. Mm. I mean, you know, if he likes rimming, he likes rimming. What can you yeah. think? <laughs> <laughs> he knows he knows that she's probably not on the yeah. on that page. So yeah. he should maybe have brought it up in a more more tactful way. I don't. I mean, I don't know how you do it more tactfully. <laughs> to be fair, I think it was the co- um, was it was it Charlie's cards which said, yes. "Would you prefer?" Oh, <laughs> and that's right. Anus. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, but he was very keen to tell her his answer. Yeah. He- because I think she sort of said, no, I don't really want to know. Yeah. And he's like, well, it's the opposite. So he was straight in there with his answer. Yeah. I am 100% anus. <laughs> Not me, I'm saying. It's interesting news. <laughs> you learn a lot about your own marriage when you watch maths. You do. So does, uh, does your husband enjoy watching it then? Oh, God, he loves it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he loves it. He, he, he was someone that I watched, I think, the Australian, one of the Australian seasons, and he was like, "I'm not watching that." Blah blah, and then he started to kind of come, come in and be like, "What's happening here? And what's happening here?" <laughs> so he he loves it, and he actually enjoys the American one as well. So I leave him to that one. Oh wow, he's a, oh, he's yeah. a problem. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we do a podcast about it. we don't even watch the American. <laughs> <laughs> so, what have your views been on Nathaniel and Ella's journey so far? I think it's yeah, it's been. I don't even know a word to really explain <laughs> explain their journey. It's like I don't really know what to expect each episode. Um, because like yesterday they had the intimacy moment of the stare eye 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 staring, staring. Yeah, yeah. Eye gazing and then the hugging, which felt really tender. Mm. Um, but it feels like the thing that's missing is well, the thing that Nathaniel keeps saying that he needs but also isn't initiating is they want like a deeper conversation to get to know each other on a deeper level. So I, I mean, I wish there was a task that could help them do that. (laughs) One thing that really frustrated me actually was last week when he was given that task of writing a letter to tell her something deeper about himself, but he ended up talking about her. Mm, yeah he wasn't getting from her yeah what i want you to know about me is that you uh don't know enough about me yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so he really avoided answering that sharing something with her that she didn't know he really avoided doing that Mm -hmm. by kind of putting it back on her it's interesting though isn't it because there's a there's a point there's all with all of these things there's a balance where yeah, you want to have the deeper conversation. But then we look at these this new couple, um, JJ and Bianca. Well, like last night's episode, she's saying, I can't live without you and it's been a week and that she's, you know, getting into quite serious, mm. serious territory. And he's clearly, and she knows he's not into it. So why are you having the serious chat so soon, you know? Mm. And I guess maybe, I wonder if that's because she was feeling so uneasy about, where he stands but doesn't, doesn't want to admit it to herself so she's kind of clutching at what's our future going to look like and I can't you know she's almost doing the wrong thing because it's going to push him away even more but that's her way of trying to get some kind of security or safety yeah I think there's a quite, the more I think about it, the sort of similarity there with with Ella yeah. and Bianca wanting the kind of 
affection yeah. and, um and the the guys are just not quite quite there yet and want to take it at their own pace but they're not they're not giving anything to the mm. to the women it looks like and i think maybe that that there's something about, as well about gender there as well because i think maybe traditionally we assume that the man is the one that's like um should be making all the physical moves and should be you know like giving all your their attention to the woman and so now it's like these women that are then having to wait for the men to be physically intimate with them. I mean, I think there's something about it, it bashes and their insecurities of why is this man not pursuing me in the way that tradition tells me that men should pursue me. Yeah. And it's my husband as well. There's, there's something, yeah, I think there's something, an added dynamic of it being the men that are being resistant and being withdrawn sexually. Oh, so this, this is what me and my husband were saying was that, in the real world, if he went on a date with somebody and he didn't like them, it looks like he would just ghost them. Whereas in this situation, he can't ghost his wife. Like <laughs> they've got to see it through to wherever. And so he's at this kind of dilemma where he doesn't, he now has to actually communicate that he doesn't like someone and maybe he's never had to do that before. Mm. And so even yesterday, he kind of avoided it. He was just like, oh, yeah, you don't look like the girls that I usually date. But you're a good-looking girl, or whatever he said. But he did actually say, "I'm having a difficult time with my attraction to you, or I'm still working out my attraction to you." He completely avoided that, so then she still hasn't got quite the message. It's not been clear enough. Yeah, he also did the thing of of saying that, um, and now you're putting pressure on me. You're actually uh, you're going to be at fault for ruining things going going forward. Yeah, he's put her in a bit of a yeah. bind. There, really. Like, you're the problem, not me. Yeah. 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 There's a fair bit of that this year. Or oh, maybe you should, uh, you should you should have done a Brad and said, well, I'll, li- I'll allow you to make your own mistakes. And then when you learn from them, you'll know it's, it's you. you. Make your own mess. <laughs> yeah, that was very parental, that, wasn't it, as well? Yeah. And the big one I wanted to talk to you about, Terence and Portia. Because that's just, that's we shared we shared a reel that you put up that I thought was really really interesting. Because well, first of all, what before we get to the the all the conflicts and how do you manage conflict in a relationship? What the hell's happened with them? <laughs> how are they suddenly now like loved up? Mm. Yeah, well, it's it's really annoying because I feel like the producers don't show us like the build up of like how do we get how do we get to the good bit like how did that happen <laughs> and show me more like I want to see like we want to learn um so yeah I don't know what happened I wonder if like they've taken a step sexually because there seems to be like a lot of like playfulness happening between them which is really cute yeah um yeah I wonder if something like that's happened yeah because all of a sudden they were quite physically relaxed with each other but physically close as well, which mm-hmm. we haven't seen before. That was a big switch when we saw them in the car. Yeah. All of a sudden, you know, they're close. His, his hands on our leg, like, whoa, what's... They were miles apart last time we saw them. Yeah. Yeah. I wondered that if something had happened. She was, she was accepting his apology with absolute insincerity. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, this is what I want to ask, because I found all this stuff really interesting. Like... Um, should he should he have apologized because in my opinion the only reason to apologize there is is because you feel like you're meant to and you're being the bigger person but actually i think sometimes like anger is the correct response like she was being childish about that whole thing 
about the spoon. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, yeah. I think his I think his frustration was valid, but I think it's the use of how he how he expressed that. So calling someone um, ch- childish is a criticism on them as a person rather than on what what's what's caused you to feel frustrated. So he could have said, I mean, there's a, <laughs> such a silly argument. Why won't you, what's happening that like, you won't take my spoon? What do you need? Or um, it's a clean spoon. I like talk me through what it is that you can't have this spoon. And actually it feel, make, I feel frustrated that you won't take this spoon. Mm-hmm. He could have said that, but he said, you're childish. You're the problem. Basically, you know, it's you as a person that is the, and I think that's where it then, really heated up because she felt attacked so i think it's okay to express anger but it's important that we don't criticize the person we can criticize the problem and what what's happening in between us that we need to work out but don't criticize the character of the person or who they are or how mature they are it's same the same thing with brad it's like you're emotionally immature okay great thanks (laughs) how does that help our relationship like what is a thing I kind of say it to my clients of like, if you and your partner, if you have a ball in the middle of you and that ball has a label or word on it, what is the object in the middle? What is the thing that is getting in the way of you connecting with each other? Is it that you want more time? Is it that you want more affection? Is it that you want more clarity? In um, Terence and uh, Portia, it's probably like respect or connection or safety. That's There's something there that's like, they find it hard to feel seen by each other she wants to know that he will go get a spoon a clean spoon for her if if she needs one and he wants to know that she's not gonna like reject when he offers something to her so yeah it's like but when you're attacking each other you can't then see what the problem the actual core problem is and what you actually need in the relationship and we've spoken about like was was Portia made to apologize made to apologize encouraged to apologize to him in that in that moment as well if if she was it wasn't shown and we suspected it maybe because the narrative is that that was at that point that Porsche's the villain she's mm-hmm. been shown as being childish and you know um Terence is being quite reasonable so they they wouldn't want to show Porsche uh, apologizing um which if she if we'd have seen that i think it would have gone some way to help explain the position that they're in now mm-hmm. yeah the difference that we've seen yeah, I agree. It could have been posed that, okay, you've both done things that have been painful to each other. So, Portia, what do you take accountability of? What can you apologise for? And Terence, what do you take accountability for? And what could you apologise for? And then it would have been nice, equal, even ground as well. Mm. Yeah, I do wonder if we just didn't see that. Mm. Just thinking about the experts and how they approach it, it usually well, we don't often see it as being balanced, but I wouldn't suspect that it's usually pretty balanced. The last two couples which we who we haven't spoke about yet, Arthur and Laura and Luke and Jay, I think they've, I mean, obviously Luke and Jay are going well. Arthur has, I've, I don't know where he's been, but, he's, yeah. <laughs> but he's, he's been ill, so we haven't seen him for a little while. I think the big thing is, is Laura and Luke, some kind of conflict that's brewing there be- between them and you know, the sort of, I, I've speculated is does Laura remind Luke of people who have maybe talked down to him before? And it's a lot of speculation on my part. But what do you think of the interactions between between them? I think, yeah, I I agree. I think it's what happened in both ways. I think that Luke reminds Laura of people that have spoken down to her, and then 
Laura reminds Luke of people that have felt that they're better than him. Right. So I think there's like a projection happening on both sides. And so it's led to this real big conflict of, yeah, them both feeling like they, they're not seen by the other or feeling like they're being you know disrespected by the other. I think that's kind of what might be happening. Um, yeah. And this whole kind of Chelsea boy comment being the kind of, yeah, the fuel in the fire for it. Yeah, it seems a, it seems a strange thing to me because everyone's most extreme things in their personality or their request for a partner are then exaggerated again by the by the program. Like mm-hmm. Laura doesn't really seem like the person that we saw on episode episode one, mm-hmm. but Luke still seems fixated on that a few weeks in. And again, we don't get to see everything. He spent a lot more time with them than mm-hmm. we we have. Mm, uh, yeah. But it just seems that there's there's a deeper there's a deeper thing there. I think what would be great is you know that they do that challenge where I don't know if it's the UK one or the Australian one, but where you go and get feedback from someone else in the group. Ah, mm. right, yeah, yeah. I think they do that <laughs> later on. Yeah, I think that that they should like go and have coffee together. <laughs> oh. um, and it could either be great or it could absolutely be monstrous. But maybe it's something about having time together where they can actually unpack that actually okay the projection that i'm putting onto you is not fully real it's mm. not fully you know you don't deserve all this projection yes you are saying you are putting this stereotype on me but let me show you that that stereotype is not true like i am just laura i'm just luke mm-hmm. um so they need to spend some time together i think yeah see if they can find something that they can connect over and that they can see each other as more than just that one thing it's interesting. We've, we've mentioned it. Well, you've mentioned a few times that the tasks that are actually useful, because sometimes I look at them and think, uh, oh, God, they've got 36 episodes to fill. They need to get them to do something. <laughs> but it sounds like a lot of these tasks are actually beneficial. One I'd like to ask you about, though, is I kind of want them to bring it into the UK one. I don't know if we're going to get it. Is the ranking one where they say who's the hottest? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> right. How do you think there is any value in that task? But the most I think for the audience. <laughs> I think it's really valuable and showed everyone's red flags. <laughs> That's the only value. Yeah, I think it's interesting because yeah, I in the Australian one, when there's been someone that's done it like in a way that's just been so disrespectful. They're usually the ones who are just like, yeah, they, this is not the guy for you. This is not the person yeah. for you at all. There was, um, there was Shannon last year who put oh. put Caitlin like sort of one and a half, sort of second-ish, and then stood there looking at it for a minute. For he was ages. just like, nah, I can't, I can't. And he had to move her down to fourth. That's so bad. It literally broke my heart watching yeah. that. I felt so bad for her. It was awful. It's amazing TV though. <laughs> The only similar-ish one we've had so far is when Luke and Jay had to rank the couples in mm. terms of oh, yeah. most most to least genuine. And I remember saying to you, I think that, I do think that's a bit mean because they were then in a position where they had to, you know, judge essentially everybody else's relationship in front of everybody else. So that felt as though, okay, is that designed as a task? in a helpful way, like you've said, the mm-hmm. hugging and the stargazing, or is it designed for some other purpose? Yeah, because it's kind of creating in a hierarchy. Because firstly, why were they picked to, to do that? You know, yeah, it's a strong couple. That. 
and then they get to align themselves at the top and then you know and then look at the friction that happens amongst all the couples because of it mm-hmm. and there's some that are like oh yeah I don't care but obviously they do care <laughs> you know <laughs> um so yeah definitely think that's more for the drama entertainment ex- aspect than for yeah. the actual relationships yeah and you can't it's you can't not care yeah. which is the thing don't, that was happening don't, bet- don't, don't seek out external validation <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing that was happening between Shona and Brad wasn't it is he was kind of judging her for caring and using it as a bit of a steep stick to beat out with we shouldn't care about this so you're not as far along in your journey as me because I don't care I'm rising above it but isn't it a natural thing especially in that situation to care about that opinion of others in in the way that Shona did yeah I thought I'm just adding to that like one thing that was really sad for me was that so many people were watching that interaction, but no one actually said anything. Mm. Whereas I think in Australian seasons that I've seen, there's more of a sisterhood and there is more of like someone, at least one person will stand up and be like, you're chatting crap. Don't talk to her like that or whichever. But she literally just had to, she had no one to back her in that moment. Uh... But I don't think they knew how to because she hasn't made any real connections with them. Well, yeah, I was I was going to say, I wonder if that's because at that point they they didn't really know each other as well because she'd spent so much time with with Brad again, you know, just he's isolated her, she's isolated herself as well. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully things are starting to starting to turn a corner. Yeah, the honesty box. So why? So you think Luke and Jay were chosen for that honesty box specifically because they're a strong couple? I think they were chosen specifically because they have no drama in their couple. So they right. so they they kind of ask them a question to bring the drama to their couple. <laughs> That's I think it's more like that, like, oh, they're smooth sailing. Let's like add a bit of waves. You might not want to answer this question. <laughs> I was wondering if there was um an individual from maths that you could have as a client, who might that be? In this season. Any any season I guess this is just so selfish but I think I just have would so would have so much fun with um is it Keisha Kasha from last Keisha, time right. <laughs> I just think really really fun to work with and just her energy would just be yeah just awesome yeah I remember I feel like we sort of didn't really get to know her so much I remember them going out for drinks with his friends for some reason, she ended up saying, "Look, I can get Willie all kinds of Willie." <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> she seemed like definitely an interesting yeah. character. I think she'd have had some gems if we'd seen a bit more of her, wouldn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but who, who in, from this series though would you like to? From this series, I would love to work with uh, Ella. Just right. because I think I I've, I find it really interesting, like her current journey and this thing of like, you know, she had to spend most of her adolescence and early adulthood transitioning and becoming the person that she is, but she now doesn't know who she is. And just having that space to then, you know, fill her, fill herself up, fill up her, fill up her self-esteem so, so that she doesn't need it from other people so that she can like get it from herself. I think that would be an awesome journey to be a part of. Um, so yeah, I think yeah, it'll be it'll be Ella for me. Mm, oh, interesting. Uh, thank you very much. 
This no has worries. been really interesting. We've enjoyed it. Yeah, it's been brilliant. Thank you. It's been really um, interesting and insightful to talk to you. I think what Shona started to use the word enlightening a lot, hasn't she? That conversation yeah. was enlightening. <laughs> I think that is true about this conversation. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, your book, Real Talk, is available in all good bookshops and Amazon, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone gets it from Amazon. Good old Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> Tasha Bailey, thank you very much. Thank you for having thank me. You. Thank you. <laughs>